Warning, this podcast contains foul language, sexual situations, and discussions of drugs and drinking. Yeah. Welcome Welcome to to Fuck Shakespeare. All the naughty bits exposed. Our goal is to open your eyes to all the inside info that makes reading Shakespeare way more fun. Any episode might contain dick jokes. Or essay ideas. Or anything in between. So, So, listen listen up. up. So, hi. Hi. We're still in the same booth. Yeah. Woohoo. Isn't that fun? But here's the thing. Diana just said, I haven't talked this much in a really long time. I know. I guess our time off for for death stuff. Slash Christmas. <laughs> just death and death birth. Death Christmas. Death and birth. There we yes. go. <laughs> um, has made it so that her, her, her vocal cords are like, yeah. <laughs> but back in shape. Getting back in shape. On, okay. we, on we go. Onward. I'm Diana. I'm Erin. Yeah. We forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> I think they know who we are. Yeah, I know. Now. I know. <laughs> um, and this is episode 44, little continuation of Richard 3. And we're going to, I guess, I think it's the last scene that he's not king. Spoiler, spoiler. So there's so many spoilers. Sorry. So many people die. (laughs) Well, they should be used to that by now, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) Wait till we do Titus. (laughs) I'm doing Titus. I'm reading Titus right now. You are? Yeah. Maybe we should do Titus after Richard. I just watched uh, the Anthony Hopkins one. Oh, my God. It's gruesome. Sure. Let's do Titus next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is a grizzly slasher. I love of a play. it. It's yes. Yeah. It's... Oh Richard my. will look like a little lamb in comparison <laughs> to yep. all of the people in Titus who are just awful. Yeah. Except for Lavinia. Yeah. She's just a victim. Yeah. But Aaron is pretty. Aaron. Aaron's namesake. Aaron is pretty. <laughs> Aaron versus Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> He's a good Jewish boy. No. <laughs> well, you never know. You never, never know. know. All right. Anyway, that was quite a deviation. <laughs> well, but now we know what our next play is. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, as promised, we're going to meet the other of the young princes. But this one is the older one. And he's the one who should. The boy who should be king. Isn't there a movie called there something is a like title. that? Yeah, the man who would the man be, who would be king would be king. Okay, um, and he should have been king, just like Hamlet should have been king by right of you know succession. But nope, our hero Richard has other plans for other him. Other plans. Other plans. Uh, so you'll meet him, and you'll never see him again. You know, whatever. He, we can tell already that he's hip to some of this what's going on because he thinks like Richard and Buckingham have done some fishy things along their journey and that he's missing some of his uncles. There's <laughs> <laughs> some people yeah. not here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the queen, as we found out in the last episode, went into sanctuary and she took his younger brother with her. And, and all the sissies, all the sisters. All the sisters. But when Richard and Buckingham find this out, they're like, oh, that's ridiculous. Hastings, go get him, buddy. <laughs> so they sent Hastings to get the 
prince because if any if the queen will hand him over to anyone he's going to hand hand him over to she's going to hand him over to somebody who was loyal to his father mm-hmm. and once he's got both of them in hand he sends them off to the tower for a nice resty poo <laughs> <laughs> but you'll see really interesting that just like in the first scene when when Clarence was going to the tower, we had the tower as a line ending a couple of times. Same thing here. Mm. It's like, ba-bam, ba-bam, the tower, the tower. We know about the tower. <laughs> right? What happens in the tower? Yeah, stays in the tower. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah. And then finally at the end of the scene, we see Richard and Buckingham talking to Catesby. And Catesby is one of their little henchmen. Mm that they have uh, turned to their side, and they're going to start using him to make a little plot against Hastings. They're telling him that there's a council meeting about Edward's coronation, but it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Catesby is an interesting guy, because there's another guy we're going to meet later called Ratcliffe, and they were actually historically... um, allies of Richard's, and they called them the rat and the cat, (laughs) because they were unsavory characters. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll meet Catesby here, too. Well, actually, he came in in uh, Act 1, Scene 4. Madam, you know, the the king is calling for you. He had a line there, but we're going to see much more of him coming up. All righty. So we're in a street again. Act 3, Scene 1, probably in front of the gates of London. Trumpet sound, enter young Prince Edward, Gloucester, Buckingham, Cardinal, also a one-off character-ish, Gatesby, and others. Who do you want to be? I would like to be Richard. Okay. And the Lord Mayor. Yes. (laughs) And you could be everybody else. What? Buckingham, Prince Edward. What about young York? You want to be young York? Oh, no, they talk to each other, Richard and York. Yes, you be be Prince Edward, and I'll be young York. No. Because they talk to each other, too. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I'm Buckingham. So, Buckingham, welcome, sweet prince, to London, to your chamber. Richard. Welcome, dear cousin, my thoughts, sovereign, the weary way hath made you melancholy. Oh, I'm Prince Edward? God damn it. Prince Edward. No, uncle, but our crosses on the way have made it tedious, wearisome, and heavy. I want more uncles here to welcome me. (laughs) There are some people missing, bitch! Missing some uncles! (laughs) Our crosses, interesting because he's meaning challenges, but there were a lot of crossroads. And it was actually at a crossroads that Richard peeled off. The, the weakest in the herd <laughs> and <laughs> carted them away. Yeah, so that's pretty funny. And Richard, sweet prince, the untainted virtue of your years hath not yet dived into the world's deceit, nor more can you distinguish of a man than of his outward show, which God, he knows, seldom or never jumpeth with the heart. Those uncles which you want were dangerous, Your grace attended to their sugared words, but looked not on the poison of their hearts. God keep you from them and from such false friends. (laughs) 
So the untainted virtue of your years. And he's like, you're You're so young. (laughs) You don't know how to read people. You just look at their outsides and think that that's what they are. But usually that doesn't match with what's on their insides. So he's also making a case for himself. Of course he is. My outside doesn't match with my inside. My inside, I love you so much. He said, my thoughts sovereign earlier. You are the king of my every thought. And... uh, this sugar versus poison antithesis is a nice one because Margaret used it earlier. Why strewest thou sugar on that bottled spider? He will kill us all. Um, and then he ends with F words, right? <laughs> From such false friends. And the prince just zaps him back with them. It's great. Prince Edward. God keep me from false friends, but they were none. Richard. My lord, the mayor of London comes to greet you. Yeah. Oh, look, here's the mayor. Let's not argue anymore. God bless your grace with health and happy days. Prince, I thank you, good my lord, and thank you all. I thought my mother and my brother York would long ere this have met us on the way. By what a slug is Hastings, that he comes not to tell us whether they will come or no. Yeah, so I guess Hastings was previously sent to go and invite Fetch. the queen to yes. meet them. Yep. Yeah. And here comes Hastings. <laughs> You're Buckingham. Oh, Buckingham. <laughs> I'm everybody and else. And in good time, here comes the sweating lord. Prince. Welcome, my lord. What? Will our mother come? Hastings. On what occasion, God he knows not I, the queen your mother and your brother York have taken sanctuary. The tender prince would fain have come with me to meet your grace, but by his mother was perforce withheld. Bugging him. Fie, what an indirect and peevish course is this of hers. Lord Cardinal, will your grace persuade the queen to send the Duke of York unto his princely brother presently? If she deny Lord Hastings, go with him, and from her jealous arms, pluck him perforce. <laughs> yeah, lots of disdainful peas, right? Mm. And he's like, we'll send the church guy, cardinal, to ask her. And if she doesn't respond to asking, then Hastings, you just take him. <laughs> and the cardinal's a little shocked by this, certainly. So the cardinal... My lord of Buckingham, if my weak oratory can from his mother win the Duke of York, anon expect him here. But if she be obdurate to mild entreaties, God in heaven forbid we should infringe the holy privilege of blessed sanctuary. Not for all this land would I be guilty of so deep a sin. So he's like, you can't do that. You can't take, you can't take him. Yeah. If she's obdurate, if she's stubborn in her and doesn't want to change her course of action, then you cannot do anything about it. And Buckingham is like, no, 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 no. You are too senseless, obstinate, my lord, too ceremonious and traditional. Weigh it but with the grossness of this age, you break not sanctuary in seizing him. The benefit thereof is always granted to those whose dealings have deserved the place, and those who have the wit to claim the place. This prince hath neither claimed it nor deserved it, and therefore, in mine opinion, cannot have it. Then taking him from thence that is not there, you break no privilege nor charter there. Oft have I heard of sanctuary men, but sanctuary children ne'er till now. Hmm. So he's like senseless, obstinate. I love that. It's 
hyphenated makes it a huge word. You are needlessly stubborn, Mr. Cardinal, sir. <laughs> and so weigh it but with the grossness of this age. So this era doesn't hold to those kind of niceties. So he's like, we, we have ways of getting around those rules. Ahem. Right, so he's saying, he's making a real equivocal case here for the fact that the young prince didn't actually ask for sanctuary. It was his mother who did it. Mm -hmm. So if he didn't do it, you're not breaking the rule by taking him because he shouldn't be there anyway. Right. And the cardinal's like, hmm. My lord, you shall or rule my mind for once. Come on, Lord Hastings, will you go with me? Hastings, I go, my lord. Prince, good lords, make all the speedy haste you may. Off they go. Yeah. Say, Uncle Gloucester, if our brother come, where shall we sojourn till our coronation? Richard, where it seems best unto your royal self. If I may counsel you, some day or two, your highness shall repose you at the tower. Then where you please, and shall be thought most fit for your best health and recreation. Tower, line ending. Mm -hmm. right, at it, right there, first one. And the prince, I do not like the tower of any place. Did Julius Caesar build that place, my lord? And that is not true. It was built in 1078 for William the Conqueror, so that he could execute a bunch of people. Buckingham. He did, my gracious lord, begin that place, which since succeeding ages have re-edified. <laughs> so there might have been a tower on that spot, but not the, the tower. Yeah, and Prince. Is it upon record or else reported success... <laughs> Is it upon record or else reported success... Successively. I know, it's not coming out of my face. <laughs> Is it upon record or else reported successively from age to age he built it? So he's asking whether it was actually written down or is it uh, verbal history, mm -hmm. oral history. Mm -hmm. Upon record, my gracious lord. But say, my lord, if it were not registered, methinks the truth should live from age to age as twere retailed to all posterity even to the general all-ending day. Nice, yeah. So, if it, but say, my lord, if it wasn't written down, it doesn't matter because the truth of it would continue by fame. And I like this, to the general all-ending day, which is doomsday. But it's a really interesting little flip there because the Domesday book was where William the Conqueror recorded Every bit of England and who it belonged to. Oh, I didn't know that. Takeover. That's so cool. Yeah. There's that... a paper idea. Yeah. Doomsday, Domesday. Yes. Yeah. Mm. It's fascinating because he was a vicious conqueror, actually, the Norman kings. Mm. And they, they like, took all of this land and stuff from the Anglo-Saxon lords and they, you know, made everything accounted for in England, whereas before there was a lot of like, sure, you can graze your cattle over here. Nobody owns that land. Absolutely not after William the Conqueror, you know. So the Domesday Book was where they recorded all of that. Interesting. Fascinating. And Richard... That's something I learned at school. Yay! Yeah. See, school is good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Richard, so why so young, they say, do never live long. 
Yeah, so he's basically turning to the audience like, this guy's going to die. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a little too, too smart. smart. And Prince, what say you, uncle? Richard, I say, without characters, fame lives long. Characters being written documents. Mm. And then to the audience, I think again, thus, like the formal vice iniquity, I moralize two meanings in one word. Yeah, so iniquity, capitalized as a name, this is the character that he is compared to from the morality plays, you know, Mr. Vice. And so Shakespeare is acknowledging the comparison here because he's like, everybody's going to recognize that Richard is the Vice character. So I'll just say it right here. I'll have him say it. (laughs) And Edward, that Julius Caesar was a famous man with what his valor did enrich his wit. His wit set down to make his valor live. Death makes no conquest of this conqueror, for now he lives in fame, though not in life. I'll tell you what, my cousin Buckingham. Yeah, it almost sounds like Anna Buckingham interrupts. But <clears throat> he's saying that Richard, that uh, Julius Caesar kept very good records mm. of what he did, all of his conquests. And anything that he didn't, his fame, you know, embellished, right? So... It sounds almost like he's just been studying Julius Caesar in school, <laughs> you know, and he's got to parrot it back. Buckingham, what, my gracious lord? And if I live until I be a man, I'll win our ancient right in France again, or die a soldier as I lived a king. Yeah, that was a popular thing for English kings to aspire to. Right? Get that France back. Get France back, goddammit. And Richard... Short summers lightly have a forward spring. Yep. Again, the little rhyme, little playful, but he's saying this prince is going to have a short summer because he's blooming too soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, enter young York, Hastings, and the cardinal. Buckingham. Now in good time, here comes the Duke of York. Richard of York, how fares our loving brother? Well, my dread lord, so I must call you now. Aye, brother, to our grief as it is yours. Too late he died that might have kept that title, which by his death hath lost much majesty. Yeah, so my dread lord is a way that you would address a king. So the little guy is like, yeah, I got to call you something else now instead of brother, I guess. Gloucester, Richard. Oh, that's me. How fares our cousin, noble Lord of York? I thank you, gentle uncle. Oh, my lord, you said that idle weeds are fast in growth. The prince, my brother, hath outgrown me far. He hath, my lord. And therefore is he idle? Oh, my fair cousin, I must not say so. Then is he more beholding to you than I? He may command me as my sovereign, but you have power in me as in a kinsman. Yeah, so uh, he's bringing that little thing that he brought back from the other scene. Like, I remember when you told me that growing fast was not a good thing, but maybe Edward's bigger than me, so that's better. He's the idle weed, and I'm the good guy. Mm. Uh, So he's like, he's my king, but you can also command me, Richard said, right? So Mm. then York is like, okay, I'm going to take that at face value. I pray you, uncle, give me this dagger. My dagger, little cousin? With all my heart. A beggar, brother. Of my kind uncle, that I know will give, and being but a toy, which is no grief to give. A greater gift than that I'll give my cousin. A greater gift? Oh, that's the sword to it. 
A gentle cousin. Were it light enough. No, I don't know what I'm saying there. Mm. <laughs> so he's like, sure, I'll give you my sword too. But if it was light enough, meaning an unimportant, right? Mm. And it, also, he's a little kid and he's not strong enough to carry it. Oh! oh. A greater gift? A greater gift. I'm gonna Heaven. Yeah, heaven. Oh, okay, now I got it. A greater yeah. gift than that I'll give my cousin. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> don't you worry. I got something in store for you, buddy. Yeah. And uh, Little York. Oh, then I see you will but part with light gifts. In weightier things, you'll say a beggar nay. It is too heavy for your grace to wear. I wear it lightly, were it heavier. What? Would you have my weapon, little lord? I would, that I might thank you as you call me. How? Little. That I might thank you little. <laughs> Give me your stuff and I'll uh, hardly say thanks. Yeah. He's really mocking him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my lord of York will still be cross in talk. Uncle, your grace knows how to bear with him. Yeah, so he's like, you don't have to take that shit from him, <laughs> my brother. And then York gets worse here now. You mean to bear me, not to bear with me. Uncle, my brother Bach mocks both you and me. Because that I am little, like an ape, he thinks that you should bear me on your shoulders. <laughs> he knows very well his uncle is hunchbacked, and, you know, so he's really sticking it to him here. And Buckingham notices that, and, you know, just in case anyone else didn't, he's going to point it out. Buckingham. With what a sharp provided wit, he reasons. To mitigate the scorn he gives his uncle, he prettily and aptly taunts himself. So cunning and so young is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I think this scene is why people think that Buckingham and, and, and Richard are in, are in real cahoots. Yeah. And they're not in real cahoots. Buckingham doesn't know what he's going to do. But this makes him seem like a, a icky ally in the same way. In the same vein. Yeah. But he's not. He doesn't... Buckingham is okay with them being squir squirreled away to the tower. Not right? that they get killed, though. Not killed. Yeah. And Buckingham is in it for power and money. You yeah. You know, like, it, like, he's like Gloucester. You know, Richard is... Looks like the avenue to get that. Yeah. And Richard, my lord, wilt please you pass along... Myself and my good cousin Buckingham will to your mother to entreat of her to meet you at the tower and welcome you. What? Will you go into the tower, my lord? My lord protector needs will have it so. I shall not sleep in quiet at the tower. Why? What should you fear? Mary, my uncle Clarence's angry ghost. My granddam told me he was murdered there. I fear no uncle's dead. Uh, and Richard <laughs> answers beautifully. Nor none that live, I hope. <laughs> so we had Lil York had Tower as a line ending again. So we have two already. Mm -hmm. uh, and a prince. And if they live, I hope I need not fear. But come, my lord, and with a heavy heart, thinking on them, go I unto the tower. Oh. Third time line yeah. ending. Third time, and that's his last line, and you'll never see him again. Interesting. So yeah. Three. Pay attention, pay attention. Yeah? Yes. So, uh, I fear no uncle's dead, so I'm not afraid of the uncles that 
are gone. And Richard's like, I hope you're not afraid of the ones that still hang out. <laughs> and are still here. And the prince is like, well, if they're alive, I hope I don't need to fear I them. I don't have to be afraid of them. But I'm thinking about the dead ones and going off to the tower. Mm-hmm. All right. Exit everyone except for Gloucester, Buckingham, and Catesby. Buckingham. Think you, my lord, this little prating York was not incensed by his subtle mother to taunt and scorn you thus opprobriously? Opprobriously. That's a big word. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah, that's inappropriately, right? He should not have talked to you like that. What are you going to do about it, Richard? Richard. No doubt, no doubt. Oh, tis a parlous boy. Bold, quick, ingenious, forward, capable... He is all the mothers from the top to the toe. I think that's ironic because he's very Richard, Mm -hmm. which is the father side, Mm -hmm. right? That's so funny. So he's saying... He's he's, just like his mother. Just like his damn mother. But he calls him a parlous boy, just like they did. But, you know, here's the thing. Richard, I, I believe that Richard really believes that Elizabeth is a usurper and that he really should be... Oh yeah, he he he. I really think that he believes in his heart of hearts. Yeah, he's doing the right thing here. Yeah, he does. Yeah, um, the the method with which he gets it is not so good. But you right, know. but also you know he has to blame Elizabeth. Yeah, and he has to see. Think about this. We all do this, right? The thing that annoys us the most in other people is often the thing that actually annoys us about ourselves. Yeah. But we project it onto other people. I mean, we all do that. And yeah. he's doing a beautiful job of that here. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Buckingham. Well, let them rest. Come hither, Catesby. Thou art sworn as deeply to affect what we intend, as closely to conceal what we impart. Thou knowest our reasons urged upon the way. What thinkst thou? Is it not an easy matter to make William Lord Hastings of our mind for the installment of this noble duke in the seat royal of this famous isle? So he's like, all right, Catesby, you're sworn to us. What do you think? You think Hastings can come on board? With Richard being king. With Richard being king. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he says this noble duke. I mean, it it makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's not a crazy idea. And so he's like, why won't Hastings come on board with this idea? Catesby. Eh, He, for his father's sake, so loved the prince that he will not be one to aught against him. I don't think it's going to work because Mm. Catesby is really loyal. No, Hastings. Hastings is really loyal to Edward. Mm -hmm. And therefore loves Edward's son. Buckingham. What thinkest thou then of Stanley? What will he? Catesby. Eh, he will do all in all as Hastings doth. So they're just trying to figure out which guys are going to be on their side, right? Mm-hmm. Stanley. Hmm. Stanley, if you recall, is the husband of Margaret Beaufort. Oh, right. There's no way that's going to happen. happen right. Okay, Buckingham. Well, then, no more but this. Go, gentle Catesby, and as it were far off, sound thou, Lord Hastings. How doth he stand affected to our purpose? And summon him to-morrow to the tower, to sit about the coronation. If thou dost find him tractable to us, encourage him, and show him all our reasons. If he be leaden, icy cold, unwilling, be thou so too, and so break off your talk, and give us notice of his inclination. 
For we tomorrow hold divided counsels, wherein thyself shalt highly be employed. So make him go to the tower, tell him he's waiting for the coronation there to protect the kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if he's, you know, on our side, great, like entertain him, whatever. But if he's not on our side, eh, just you know, leave him there. Yeah. Come and let us know. And there are going to be two different events going on. This pretended council and then our little conspiracy meeting. Mm -hmm. Right? And Richard, commend me to Lord William. Tell him, Catesby, his ancient knot of dangerous adversaries tomorrow are let blood at Pomfret Castle. And bid my friend, for joy of this good news, give Mistress Shore one gentle kiss the more. Yeah, this is embedded threats right here, mm -hmm. right? So remind him that I'm killing his enemies. Rivers and Dorset were the ones that Hastings suspects of sending him to the tower from the beginning of the play. So remind him, I'm doing him a favor and getting those guys out of the way. And also remind him, I know, that he was sleeping with the king's mistress. And I'm going to keep that little nugget in my pocket if he steps out of line. Steps out of line. As long as he's good with us, I won't release that bit of unsavory information. Buckingham. Good Catesby go. Affect this business soundly. Catesby. My good lords both, with all the heed I may. Shall we hear from you, Catesby, ere we sleep? You shall, my lord. At Crosby Place, there shall you find us both. Exit Catesby. Buckingham. Now, my lord, what shall we do if we perceive Lord Hastings will not yield to our complots? Complots? Yeah. They're Cumquats. It's plots, yeah. <laughs> our, our compounded plots. Yes. Uh, chop off his head. Something we will determine. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and look, when I am king, claim thou of me the earldom of Hereford and the movables whereof the king my brother stood possessed. Yeah, so here's your reward when I get to be king. You can be master of Hereford, which is a really nice part of the country, by the way. And, and movables move is like all the things that go inside a house. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you can move them. Yes. As opposed to the house. And Buckingham is pretty stoked about this. I'll claim that promise at your grace's hands. And look to have it yielded with all willingness. Come, let us sup betimes, that afterwards we may digest our complots in some form. <laughs> Cumquats. Cumquats are cumquats. <laughs> betimes means early, so let's have an early dinner so that... We can sit around and sit around and talk, talk about, about who we're going to kill. How delicious this is. Yes. yes. I love digest our complots. It's like cannibalism. We can eat our prey. <laughs> <laughs> it's sounding like Titus, in fact. A little bit. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. All right. So. Titus came before this play, so, you know. Well, Titus was, was early. Very early. Yeah. So we could have a few little references to that play, like, you know, guys, this could go a lot worse. I could feed people to feed people. <laughs> Soylent green is people! Right. Cherry so, pie is people! All right. So by comparison, I look like a nice villain. You're Come on. <laughs> Come on. I ain't no Tamra. I'm not Titus. Yeah. 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 So there we have it. 
all the wheels are in motion Prince is off to the tower, and that's going to be a problem for Richard, an undoing for him. Mm, Well, but that's what happens in tragedy. Yeah. You make some bad decisions, and you're haunted by him forever. Yeah. Look at Oedipus. Yeah. Oedipus. (laughs) Diana brought me from England these um, little pink cat-shaped candies. Yeah. And they're called, what are they called? Kitty sweets? They're called... uh, Little kitty? Something kittens. Sweet kittens. I don't know. They're... they're Candy kittens. They're pussy. They're pussies. They're... They're... Candy kittens, and they were given away as a promo by the show Sex Education. So obviously... They're pussies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And they're yummy pussies. (laughs) I think most pussies are yummy. sure, yeah. I mean, I haven't tasted many, but... Yes, right. Um, (laughs) Wow. There we are again with the strange end but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's a good note to... Yeah, end on. Pussy Shakespeare. I mean, fuck Shakespeare. (laughs) See you next time. Bye! For additional fun shit from Fuck Shakespeare, you can head to our website at fckshakespeare.com. Or find us on Instagram at fckshakespeare. If you are enjoying this podcast, you could support us for as little as 99 cents per month. Just click the support button on the page on Spotify or Anchor. Tell your friends. <laughs>